0: Welcome back to the Hum Drum Drummer Podcast. This is episode 10 and me and Grayson are back together. So that's, that is awesome. But this episode is brought to you by Luke's Drum Loot and Drums For Sale. We're on both of our pages. You can get some awesome stuff. And I know Grayson, he's been working really hard on his page. He's got some, some merch and stuff coming out. and He now just has uh, preferred sellers. So we are, we are growing, we are grinding and uh, trying to build the brand here. So Grayson, what's up with you, man? How you doing? Oh man, I'm good. It's
1: been, it's been a crazy, crazy month or so, um, but doing good. We had a vacation a few weeks ago, and it's been crazy. Day. Day. It's been crazy. We um, had a crazy um, long time long time on the house a few weeks ago that we had to spend a ton kind of time getting ready for it. Um, yeah, yeah, my like, wife's got a promotion day. at her job, so we've been doing all lot different things. Uh, things. So yeah, a lot going on, but all good. Are you selling the house? No, we were uh, trying to get PMI off. So, um, long story short, our <laughs> loan-to-value wasn't—you uh, know—it is was, was our first home, so we didn't put down twenty percent because that's like fifty grand. So, um, I didn't have that much when I bought it three years ago. So bought the house but obviously with house house prices they've gone up quite a bit the last three years um so the pmi the private mortgage insurance which is the for us it was a hundred dollars a month that we were just paying just to have a loan just and if it's your if you don't put down 20 percent, the bank makes you pay pmi um which is like a extra insurance incentive for them um they get an extra however much a month depending on the loan just giving you a loan and so we were paying that but that goes away when you own at least 20 percent of what the appraised value of the house is so unless you have a new appraisal done the appraised value will just be what it was when you bought the house so in our specific instance we didn't quite own 20 percent yet because just the way you pay interest and stuff when you buy a house it actually takes eight to ten years to actually get to that point, or you can have an appraisal done, and if the house appraises for more than whatever uh, a certain amount, the PMI will fall off, and that, so that's what we did. We, in our instance, the the house needed to appraise for um, like a certain amount. I mean, I won't I won't go into the amount, but it needed to appraise for a certain amount for us to. You
0: know I'm not. No, you're good. It's okay. I was just curious if you're selling. I was just curious if you're selling the house or not. Um, yeah. Oh, so, so long story short, we,
1: we got that 100 bucks a month off. There you go.
0: Okay. Big money moves. All right. So I just saw on your page that you, on a recent listing, you put preferred blank person, like whoever it was, is a preferred seller. Can you kind of go through what that is?
1: Yeah. So. This is something I've had multiple people recommend to me um, over the years. uh, Well, over the year and a half or so, the last year and a half or so. And, you know, so I've been trying to think about the way to do this. We already have partners. um, So I was thinking, you know, should we do partners? But then at the same time, the partners really only works for shops and like resellers, people who have paid to be on that list with me, Um, which doesn't make sense for all of my people that list with me frequently. Um, There's a few guys like uh, like a guy named James, um, not not the James that's in our group chat, but a guy named James, a guy named Nick, um, a guy named Matt, a few other folks that like they've sold, they've listed with me 20 plus times they've bought stuff from the page they've sold multiple things on the page and so like i can verify that they're solid dudes like i have enough history me as the drums for sale guy i have enough history with them enough conversation with them um and enough faith in them that they are what i would consider a preferred seller and so i thought that that might help encourage people to buy from those specific people because and that's not to discourage people from buying from other people obviously we want to encourage sales across the page totally and we, we haven't had any issues um, ever on the page I think one time a guy shipped a set to Puerto Rico that he uh, sold from the page and he forgot the floor tom legs that was that's the biggest issue and then recently a guy shipped an acrylic snare to the buddy of mine james that i'm talking about uh, that he bought off the page james bought it from this guy off the page and when it showed up the shell was cracked in half because it had been beaten up in shipping so that was the only issue and the guy um gave james a return label he shipped it back to him and he gave him a full refund and like and that guy went ahead and uh you know did a claim with ups so we haven't had any issues like both of these situations have worked out for the buyer and the seller it's been fine so we haven't had any of these any situations in general but i thought this might one um be a pat on the back for the people that i know are good sellers and that i personally would buy from and i have personally bought from some of these people um and then also like it encourages people that Even though Drums for Sale isn't like known like Reverb, but these are people who have sold with me frequent. And I thought about how do I do the language? Um, And my exact language on it right now, and I may change this, who knows, but this item is from a Drums for Sale preferred seller. At first I wrote frequent seller, and then I said, oh, that doesn't really accomplish what I want. And then I said verified, and I said, oh, that doesn't really accomplish what I want. It's not like I'm taking people's license, uh, you know, license and social security number to verify. Um, but I think preferred is enough of a um, incentive for people to buy from them, and then also like enough of a pat on the back to the people that have uh, sold with us frequently, and they've always had good results. Like I've never heard of a bad result from anybody that will be a preferred seller. They've all had um, good good experiences with everybody. So, you no, know, an exciting thing. Um, I'm still sometimes forgetting. You know, I only started it in the last week. So sometimes when I make a post, I still forget to put that. And then I have to go back and put it back in. Um, And I'm in the process of trying to do that for all the old posts. But that will take a while because I have, you know, a couple hundred listed in the stories. So I'll have to get back through all those. But yeah, that's new and exciting.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, that's awesome because whenever I was newer to Reverb and whatnot, if I or even eBay, if I would look around on you know, listing of something I'd want. If it said preferred seller, even if it was like five bucks, 10 bucks more, whatever, I would probably shoot an offer to them before I would shoot an offer to the other guy. And that's just, it had the nice little like, you know, blue check mark or whatever. And it was, it just, it made me feel a bit better because I knew that they'd gone through the steps. So seeing that you have added that to your side, to your page, it really, I mean, I think that'll be good for sales um, for those people. So up and coming. Um, let's think about it so this is gonna be dropped on July 4th so happy Independence Day everybody and Saturday and Sunday the the 8th and 9th or 9th and 10th whatever it is Um, yeah 8th 9th and 10th yeah the 9th and 10th so Saturday the 9th of July and the 10th is Sunday there's this funny little thing happening in Music City Nashville Tennessee and it's the Nashville drum show okay now Grace and I we have a good buddy his name's Darren Evans and this guy, he's a metal worker and he's making some awesome custom rack and it's got like, it's going to be a dragon it's going to have all these scales and stuff. It's going to be insane. I think it's shooting flame. I don't know. It's crazy. But me and him, we're going to be helping him out. Grayson's working at the booth Saturday. I'm going to be there Sunday. I think tickets are 15 days for both or yeah, 15 bucks for both days. So it's really, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty affordable thing. But we are gonna be there, and if you guys want to meet or talk or whatnot, um, Saturday, I will be in Florida. Our band has a wedding that we're gonna play on the beach, which is awesome. It's just, it's gonna be so much fun, and um, we even got like a, a dressing room or whatever. Like it's this is the most like professional feeling thing ever. It's so cool, and um, but we're heading back up. We're driving through Nashville because it's like straight down from where I live. And that Sunday I'll be there and I'll be helping Darren. And I know Grayson, you just got some, you got some merch, right?
1: Yeah. So I got, it's been a crazy like week trying to, or a couple of weeks trying to figure out what exactly I'm bringing. At first I was like, Oh man, I'm just going to show up. Um, I'm just going to show up to the show and just walk around and you know, whatever. And then when I was talking to Darren, um, who is going to be bringing the stainless steel Ludwig's? I sold him. Um, he's not shooting flames out of the dragon rack, by the way, because oh man, he shot down by the fire department. He is doing smoke though. If he did flames, he'd get shot down by the fire department. But I meant like
0: I meant metal flames that he was like painting. But
1: oh yeah, it's going to be sick. He's been sending me some update pics and oh, videos, yeah? and I'm like, man, this is going to be dope. So. He's, I'm actually bringing in like a snare and a couple stands for him um, to help him out. But I'll have, uh, I got business cards ordered two days ago that are going to be on thick card stock. And I mean, I paid good money for those. And so I'll be bringing those. I got some cool individually packaged um, three-inch diameter stickers. They're more expensive than you would think. Um, You don't really ever think, oh, stickers are expensive. They're not cheap. But I thought that would be a cool thing um, to give away at the the show. And they were done really well. I just got them in a little bit ago today. And they're done really well. I'm very happy with them. So, and I'll actually probably be offering them quote-unquote for sale on the page too at some point. Not like I'm really going to make anything off of them, but if people are interested enough to have them, I think that would be cool um and then also i got a custom embroidered drums for sale hat yeah the hat looks sick it looks sick yeah the the hat looks cool i'm probably not gonna wear it just i ordered the wrong hat i wanted to get a uh trucker hat with mesh on the back and i clicked the wrong button when i ordered it but it looks cool and i'm gonna set it out on the table with the stickers and business cards and hopefully i mean you know my goal is to just Meet a bunch of cool people on Saturday, because that's the only time I can be there. I'm going to leave Saturday morning. And I'm excited, though. It's going to be actually the first drum show I've ever been to. So I'm excited about that. Looking forward to it.
0: It is also my first drum show I've ever been to. Um, they have PASIC in Indianapolis, like, most of the time, which is not that far of a drive. I just haven't ever made it out there. And then there's um, Nam, obviously everyone knows, which is in Anaheim, Los Angeles but the thing is this year at Nam I I was told it was kind of disappointing they didn't have like sonar wasn't there uh, a lot of these bigger companies and Nam is 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 for every instrument like I don't think Fender was there and that's their backyard like Fender they they make their American stuff out of out of uh, California but just going through the list here I mean craviato they're gonna be at the Nashville drum show sure Mike's Canopus drums which I'm so excited for because I've never played a Canopus kit and I've I've heard they're amazing um I mean all these different podcasts the the working drummer podcast um drum candy with Mike Dawson um and I don't know this is like too far but I would love to see what actually happened with modern drummer just talking to him um drum history podcast big Fat snare drum pearl drums obviously because that's their backyard Istanbul Mehmet or however you pronounce it Vic Firth Wuhan sugar percussion WFL3 which I'm super stoked for I mean that's that's William F. Ludwig III, that's his own company there. Sonar is going to be there, like I said. Guitar Center, Fork's Drum Closet, just so many places, um, or so many so many brands. Pisces is going to be there. Dream Symbols. So, I mean, we will be able to try a ton of stuff. And I've, I've already talked to Nicky Moon about setting up a time to, to just talk to him and get all set up So and, with, and just try his stuff out. Because, I mean, he makes lovely things, but he's in Pennsylvania. I can't just go down there and, you know, hit a ride symbol drive 12 hours or whatnot. So I'm super stoked for the Music City Drum Show. Uh, I don't remember what booth Darren and me and you will be at, but we'll we'll figure that one out and we'll post it or something. And um, yeah, so the Music City Drum Show, I'm super hyped for that. Because like you said, I mean, I've, I've never been to one. So just I'm excited to meet all these people. But um, I also texted Darren to see if he needs anything. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But uh, moving right. Oh, hold on. Are you? Uh, what? What's? Uh, so what's the situation with with your wife's drum heads? Are you gonna Are you gonna bring those down there too?
1: Yeah, actually, <clears throat> we're planning to bring. i She's not gonna be there because she's got a work thing. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm planning on bringing at least a few of them. Uh, so <laughs> funny thing is, she started. She started painting these a while back ago she actually gave me one like as an engagement gift um which was really cool and of course i'm keeping that forever but uh so i had been telling her for a while like she's into art art and painting and stuff like that that. and i said you know why not paint some drum heads there's there's not a lot of people that do it um and the people that do i mean they're good but they they do like um mostly custom commission like commissions um which makes sense i mean so they do mostly commissions and so madeline she she really wasn't wanting to do a lot of commissions up front she just kind of wanted to do art in the form of drum heads and then see you know who wanted them or or whatever and so that means that price points lower because it's not a custom commission and it's not like she'll she'll get into that at some point but for now it's like it's it's like her artistic outlet. She's always loved painting and stuff so um she's done a few I stole t- I stole two of them. She she had painted them to be sold and it just so happened that the first one she made worked perfectly with my marigold sparkle kit. So I stole that one and then the second one the second one she made um 80% of the way through I hijacked it and said some gold Hold on it. I'm keeping it for my DW kit. So I stole that one. And then she's got two that are completed right now that I've listed one for sale. But um I have, I have one more I haven't listed yet. And then we just got another order of drum heads in, I think, Tuesday, Tuesday. So she's planning on doing at least another three or four by the time the show comes. And so we're not getting rich off of them. They're way cheaper than um, most people are doing them because you know they're mostly doing uh commissioned work and of course with commissions, you know there's a lot of back and forth and it takes a lot of time so and with ours um not that i think hers are any less valuable because they're not um but there's just less back and forth that goes into it and head selection and all that it's a quicker turnaround time it doesn't take three months i i had a custom one um ordered before so i know that process and it was You know, a couple, almost $300 and you know, a four or five month time frame to get it and whatever. Um, And with these, so we're just kind of looking to do something different. Not that we're definitely not dogging anybody else that does them. um, Because they, all of them do killer work, um, do incredible jobs, but we're just kind of doing something a little different. So I'm excited about that because one, it's, you know, I'm passionate about drones too. She's passionate about art three is something that we can really do together and have fun with. It's not a quote unquote business in terms of like, we're not doing it to make a fortune. Um, We're really not making a lot of money based off of what we're going to sell them for. But um, I think it's super cool. I think they're assets when you make a kit and then you have a custom head on it, you go to sell that set. I mean, for the few people I've seen do this, there's not a ton of people that have custom heads like that. Um, They're an asset. I mean, they, they, a set will sell for another couple hundred bucks with that head on it. Another three hundred bucks with the right head on it. I know I've bought I bought my Marigold Sparkle kit with a with a head that was a was an orange custom Remo something and I paid an extra hundred bucks to have that well, bucks to have that head on the kit instead of a normal head. So anyways, we're having fun with it. She's enjoying it. I'll be bringing probably Five or six with me down to the show, and we'll see what happens. If nothing else, I just want to at least show them off, and um, we're going to mostly do twenty and twenty twos. Just the two that I have available like today are twenties, but then um the order so that we just got in, I think we did four twenty twos and one twenty, and then there's another one or two that she's finishing up. So, yep.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. And as long as you guys are both having fun, I mean, it's that, to me that's awesome. Um, now you just you use one ply heads, right? Yeah, we're using um
1: using 10, 10 mil, ten mil head. Yeah, but like your your standard, your standard
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, what I was thinking is um that paint on there. I mean, you use it's it looked like pretty thick paint, right?
1: Yeah. She so it, and it's it's kind of hard to show exactly in pictures, but she. She's really into, like, texturing. So but the funny thing is she'll use, like, she'll, she'll paint over the same area. She may paint over it three times or four times. She, she, layers, uh, she layers paint on top of each other um, on some of them and, like, creates texture where it's, like, when you look at it kind of from the side, you can tell that one part is higher or, you know, raised and the other part isn't as high so it adds a little bit of a texture to something like a a little bit of 3d texture to something that's uh kind of 2d so um she doesn't do that necessarily on all of them but she does like to do that she likes to layer paint so like my orange one um is very layered there's probably a part of it that's close to i mean say 150 thousandths off the head so like a little bit more than um, an eighth of an inch and then there are parts that are like one layer that's you know whatever thousandths off the head so uh pretty cool and then we're not doing portholes on any of them just because I want to let people decide some people want portholes and some people don't so I figured we'll let people decide whether they want one or not and if they do um, you know welcome to do that if they want but for now we're just doing them the way they are, or just doing the whole thing, and if someone decides they want a porthole, I guess we can get into putting those in and whatever, but um, I figured I'd rather let whoever wants to buy them do that. For me, I haven't cut portholes in the ones I I have. have. I mean, I like the way they sound without them.
0: Well, I mean, and it's it's an artistic piece, you know. I'd rather just see the whole painting and then decide, you know, what you want to do with that. But anyway, um, my thought was that the paint adds a little bit of muffling to it anyway, so it should be just a killer... Killer kickhead. So, that's up with that. You mentioned your DW kit. I don't think last time we recorded a podcast together you had a DW kit. Can you uh, you walk us through that one?
1: Yeah. So, shout out to everybody who lists with me on drums for sale, um, partners, and everybody who's who pays to post. Um, Definitely, I'm not making a fortune, but it's enough that I don't, you know, I don't need that money to pay our bills, obviously, like we both work full-time jobs, we're very blessed, Um, God's been very good to us, so we're we're blessed, and so the money that does come in for Drums for Sale, I am setting, doing my best to set a solid amount of it aside to really launch a full-blown, like, website, which is really the next iteration of what Drums for Sale is, like, Instagram will still be a big part of the business, but uh creating a website is gonna be a big deal, but that's gonna be expensive. I mean, I'm thinking between seven to twelve grand, what that will end up costing to get that up and running. So try and set money aside for that. But then also Madeline and I had decided that if I wanted to, I could take or sell money and use it to buy drums. So for the last however many months I've like been setting money aside. And then just, you know, a little money I had personally and had created myself a quote unquote drum fund that had a decent amount of money in it that I could decide what I wanted to buy with it. And so I was looking, I knew I wanted a DW Collectors because I have Star Classic Maple, uh, Thomas Star Classic Maple. And it sounds incredible. And that's, for anybody who's not familiar, that's just, um, it's a maple kit that has no rings And sounds incredible. Like, honestly it, to me, it sounds better than my collectors, but I just it sounds so good. I, I absolutely adore that set. Um, so I, I love it to pieces, but it has a different tone than a maple set with with uh, reinforcement rings. So, I've been looking for a collectors. I love the way they look. For some reason, I really love DW's lugs um, and I love the gold badge kits. And I happened to find... On Tar Center, gold uh, 2007 Gold Sparkle 10 12 14 16 22 set, and I think whoever had it hadn't they listed it for the wrong price or something because I, I bought it, it like within an hour that it was posted. I think I paid uh, 2400 shipped after it was all said and done, and I got a little bit of a rebate because. Listed it wrong. They said it had an 18 inch floor time. They said it was 10, 12, 16, 18, and it was actually 10, 12, 14, 16. <coughs> so I got a little bit of a refund because they had it for the wrong size. But anyways, paid 2,400 shipped. That's not like a. I'm not gonna make money on that set. That's a a solid keeper price for a five piece collector's shipped taxes like that was the whole shebang it was like 2,407 dollars. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. I just got to get some new heads for it, but stole that Rezzo head from Madeline that she was making from something else. And it just so, so happened to fit that kit. And then I found a, a cool uh, early 90s, like 92-ish, G um, DW like, hand-painted shell and really good condition. Somebody had put a... A ludwig butt plate on it and for ugh, some reason ugh, gross muffler huh i said ugh, ugh, gross <laughs> yeah and they put a ludwig muffler on it for some reason um but the original dw like strainer uh throw off is like functions perfectly doesn't have it's it's like the drums hardly been played the the paint is in like perfect shape the shell's in perfect shape except for the the muffler they didn't drill holes for the Ludwig, but I'll just have to switch that out at some point. But uh, hand-painted, and then I had I had bought a drum off the page from one of my buddies, Josh Miguel, who was a, a tech for really big names. He was a tech for, I believe he was a tech for, maybe not a tech, but he worked with Taylor Hawkins on a few things. Really cool guy. Um, and so he sold me a snare off the page. There was a Mapex Maple Deluxe that had all gold hardware and gold diecast hoops, and that I stole the gold diecast hoops from that. It had the the snare has um the DW snare has the black and gold badge. I sold, I, I uh, stole the gold hoops off of the Mapex snare, threw them on the DW. It looks killer, it sounds killer. Some people are like, why would you put Mapex hoops on a DW? Because tell me where else you're going to get gold hoops i paid you know transparently i paid 125 dollars shipped for the whole maple six and a half by 14 maple deluxe uh mapex snare. you can't find gold die cast hoops for 125 dollars no so no I took, I took the mapex stickers off clean clean them up a little bit throw them on the dw and now the uh the snare ties in with the with the rezzo head and the gold ties in with the badge and it's a gold sparkle kit so Anyways, there's a couple of reels I put up recently that have that kit in it, um, and it's. I keep getting people asking me, like, what are you selling it for? And I'm like, no, this is drums for sale, and so you assume that everything you see is for sale, but this set is not for sale. I'm keeping it. At least not for right now. Who knows? Maybe I'll find another kit eventually. I want more but For today, it is not for sale.
0: I think it's funny because you give me a hard time for uh, not getting attached to kits, but then... Uh, it's, it might be for sale later i don't know but um yeah My so i was attachment. i was looking My around attachment. and um dw i don't do they even make die cast hoops because all the things i see on reverb that are gold are true hoops so Honestly, i don't think they do yeah that's nuts and they're, i mean true hoops are heavy though so i mean they get the they have that feel but it's not as it's not the same
1: i still like die cast better
0: yeah so i i, I agree with you um so, I you're talking about Star Classic Maples, right? Maple Star Classics. Admittedly, I'm not a huge Tama guy. I've not really found a snare that I like from them. Um, and their kits, I mean, I've had the BB, not really my my, my sound. I've had the Birch kits, eh, they're, I mean, they're fine. I, it's the look to me, but a Maple one, a, a Star Classic Maple, I think that's my that would if I were to go Tama, it'd be that. And, um, I went and saw Billy Joel. Uh, last Saturday and we were up at Notre Dame. We we're in South Bend, which was awesome. There's like 70,000 people there. We had killer seats and um, The kit was a painted badge. I think it was a Star Classic Maple. I really do and he played a black beauty with Piesty 2002's and A I think it was a 20-inch Ludwig gong drum. It was a it was a sick setup, but it sounded great so that was that was a blast but Again, not really a Tama guy, but when it comes down to it, if I saw a Star Classic Maple, that would that would be the kit that I would buy. Um
1: if you played a Star Classic Maple for an extended period of time, I think you would change your mind. They sound so good. Now I'm not comparing I don't know what your what your Gretsch uh USA custom sounds like, um or your Rogers or Whatever else you've got at the moment, I, I don't. What's your keeper or what's your playout kit? Is it the USA custom?
0: Okay, actually, so I'm trying to sell the USA custom. It's nothing against scratch or anything like that. I just got it at a great price, and I, I've kind of, I'm, I'm not a fan of 22s. I don't know what it is. I like 20s better. So this is, this is kind of a long story, but um, well, not really. But I went up and uh, there was a lady in Bloomington who sold a club date kit, Ludwig club date, and it's, it's small. You know, it's a 12, 14, uh, 20. But it had a Pisces 602 22-inch ride, which is, like, from the 60s, which is, like, my dream. Like, it's a four or $500 ride, if it's in good condition. And a lot of them have keyholes or a ton of flea bites. And this is, this is, like, mint. Like, it's, like, perfect. So I went up and got that kit for that. And I was cleaning this kit up. And in the 60s, it was Indiana, like, IU Bloomington. The jazz teacher owned this kit and sold it to her because she was, like, so enthralled with drums. And... This was probably the 70s when he sold it, but he didn't like the wrap initially, so he took it off and used that like nitrocellulose stuff and had like the thermogloss finish. Well, the FDA banned that, and there was a couple drips. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't done super super well, but it was it's a beautiful blonde maple kit, and I sanded off some of the some of the drips and just took some took some lacquer spray and used that, and I cleaned up the hardware, and that's currently that's what I played at the last wedding. I played that with. You're gonna think I'm crazy with two ride cymbals. I had the 22 inch 602 and a 22 inch uh, Masters crash ride with some 15 inch hi hats, and it was more of like a because I mean at weddings you want people to dance, so I tuned them up a little higher, you know. I was doing some more shuffly type stuff, and then I had those those crash rides pretty much, and it was a it was a great turnout. I played that with my um with my recording custom aluminum, which has which has aluminum um, cast tubes, which are super expensive because they're super light. And um Yamaha hardware is just nuts. But in terms of in terms of sound, I think Yamaha and Tama, I think their maple kits are very, very similar. And one of my favorite kits ever was a Maple Custom Absolute. And it had like the Novo lugs, which are awesome. But um so I think you're right in terms of me liking a Star Classic Maple, because I love that Yamaha so much when it comes to the vintage stuff the Rogers to me it just sounded a lot older than this kit maybe it's because it had those Evans calf tones heads heads but I sold that off and um I'll probably take the uh Gretsch to the Nashville drum show and see if anybody will buy it um just because Darren Darren literally told me he's like you know if you want to sell anything and I was like all right and uh but by the way guys he's at booth 90 and 91 he's got two of them and it's a 10 by 20 in terms of feet and it should be a lot of fun but um So you think
1: Darren's going to listen to this? I don't know. I don't know if he even does podcasts, but let me just tell you guys. Like, So I worked in the steel. uh, Well, I worked in manufacturing, which everything we did was a whole lot of stainless steel. For nine years of my life, which is why um, I was a design engineer. Everything I designed was out of steel. That was why I wanted the stainless steel Ludwig kit so bad that I had. Darren is the guy that I sold that set to crazy how things work him and luke already knew each other um from from a couple things before so they already knew each other i met darren sold him my ludwig kit is a stainless steel well steel metal artist and has been for i think 40 years and the dude has made some of the coolest things in the world and used to play drums a long time ago hasn't really played a lot in the last couple decades but a dream, dream of his was to build really cool drum racks and he's been sending me these updated pictures and stuff like he just sent me one a little bit ago like a video and uh luke i'm sure he sent, sent them to you too like they're the dude's incredible like bringing something one thing that you don't see a lot it it shows from everything i see on social media drum shows is like very new innovative stuff there's just not a ton of it there's there's not a lot of brand new things that come out and the things that do come out they're like little odds and ends or something this dude is making metal art drum racks he made an entire one of the things he's doing is an entire dragon that like breathes smoke and fire like we were kind of mentioning a little bit ago and it's done by like a lifelong metal artist it, it's like a sculpture but it's a drum rack it's something that you'd see with like Bay Luzier ear of corn or somebody like that. it's it's a really cool thing so anyways he's bringing that to the show and i i luke i think i think it's going to bring a lot of eyes because i don't there's nobody that's ever seen anything like that before i don't think He's doing something brand new. Nobody else yeah, is
0: doing that. Yeah, I'm super excited. He actually hasn't sent me any pictures. And the reason he said it is because a couple weeks ago, he said, quote, I cannot wait to blow your socks off. So I think been, he wants me to come in and just be surprised. What would you say?
1: I've been pestering him for updates just because, like, I worked in that space for a long time. and Like, I designed a couple cool things that were made out of steel. And uh, they were show pieces. They weren't functional. And so I've been pestering him to send me stuff, and he, he has been. And, uh, you know, so I've kind of been forcing him to, I guess. But I'm like, man, this is going to be sick. So I'm telling you, like, at first when I heard the idea, I'm like, oh, okay, it could be really cool or really cheesy. And it's really cool. <laughs> so I'm excited. And I don't even, like, really like dragons or whatever. But, uh, I mean, he's having this thing done up right. He's getting it. Uh, painted and actually gonna hold a drum set. It, it it's it's gonna be it's dope. I'm excited for everybody who is going to the show to actually see it. And also it'll be good for Luke. Both you and I, even though we're gonna be there at different days. Also shout out Nate Testa, uh, snare geek. He's gonna be there on Sunday, so you'll get to meet him. Awesome. So he's flying out. He's flying out Sunday morning. I won't be there Sunday, but um, I'm ex- I'm excited for him to get to see it and. You know, I've been telling Darren some of these people at this show have really big followings, so it really could put them on the map.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I'm. He said here, I'm. I'm reading the texting and he said, "I cannot wait to drop your jaw with this thing." Also, Grayson says yeah. hi, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay."
1: Yeah. Yeah, he told me he said, "Luke said hi." I said, "That's funny. We're recording a podcast
0: right now." <laughs> That's hilarious. He's a he's a great dude. No, but uh, I mean, when it comes to it, I I think Tama. I think I would I would definitely go down the maple route. And I'm not I'm not like a diehard maple guy. I mean I have a SQ two, which is awesome and it's birch, but that's just what it is. But that Ludwig kit right now, I mean, it sounds great. I put some UV ones on it, which are I mean, they're Evans and I know you're a huge Remo guy, but to me the the U V ones are like by far the best head that Evan make that Evans makes. So I'm working on that and it'll be I mean it'll be fine. But so we've had a couple of weddings we've been playing recently, which our band is not a wedding band, okay? We are not like, you know, Adam Sandler and the wedding singer, but when it, I, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, like we don't really want to do weddings, but the, the pay is really nice, and we've had some absolute like whack song requests, our our band plays mostly country or rock, or like, like southern rock, like kind of easy listening music, like stuff you'd, you'd be on a boat to, you know, and we've had some crazy requests and is I don't know if this is like a hot take or whatever, but when it comes to music, I think regular listeners of just music don't realize how much goes into a song because we've been asked to play like EDM stuff, which is, I don't know how we're going to be able to do that one. Like we have like an Avicii song, which is like, it's a song they play in (laughs) clubs when it comes down to it. Like, I don't know how we're going to do that. It's just, there's so much that goes into songs and we're doing a couple backstreet boys songs like we don't have four part harmonies or a whole orchestra section it's just music i don't know people kind of listen to it and are like oh it's just a song you can play it but there's so much more that goes into music and one of those one of those songs i'm even thinking about is don't stop believing like it's just a it's a super easy sounding song but i've been trying to learn the steve smith part and it's actually really complicated and I've watched a couple did, YouTube videos and stuff you know on that, it. Go ahead.
1: Did you know that he just did a whole thing at Drumeo, and one of the songs he covered was "Don't Stop Believing." Yeah, and no, he I, breaks I, down his entire drum parts, and I was same thing. I didn't even okay. So I'm really bad about not knowing the drummers that are in bands. Um, I'm I'm really terrible with names in general. Like I don't hardly remember anybody's names. But I so I didn't really necessarily know that Steve Smith was the drummer for Journey. I've known you're Steve breaking Smith my heart. The guy who, knows all the Indian music and just like a wealth of knowledge in the drum world extremely I didn't but I didn't know that he was the Journey drummer and until I saw that video really and I've always loved Journey and when he broke I just saw a minute-long clip or whatever that Drumeo posted on Instagram in the last month and I was like holy cow I've never thought about how like simple sounding but yet complex that part actually is the way he breaks it down the way he hits the bell here and the rest of the ride here hot tom low tom like it's it sounds simple but it's so structured and luke the people that are drunk dancing at your wedding they're not gonna know the difference but they're going i know what you're saying that's a difficult song to play
0: yeah and i mean that's the thing they are gonna be drunk on the beach listening to our wedding which is i mean it's fine but that that song is played open handed, and I've never done anything open handed. Now, Grayson, didn't you have a clip of you blowing up open handed, like on on social media?
1: Yeah, I did. I got this was a few years ago. I forgot about that. A few years ago, I got I play for church, and uh, we we're at we we're at this church. It's a daughter work. We were renting the we were renting this church from somebody else. So they had their set set up for a left-handed drummer that played open-handed. So the ride is on the left side of the set. And so anyways, we're playing what's considered shout music. Any church drummer will, uh, well, any, yeah, any gospel church drummer will know what I'm talking about. We're playing shout shout music, and I'm playing it on this, like, tom Rockstar star with one high tom, like a 10-inch and, like, a 14-inch floor. The ride's on the left side of the set. I'm trying to play this 170 BPM uh, shout beat. my ride on the left side of the kit and all that so yeah i i kind of was playing open-handed and i did go viral i I got it got shared by some big church page and it had like a couple hundred thousand views which was it was crazy i was getting a lot of people messaging me and i was like i'm just a small church drummer from louisville (laughs) but yeah anyways yes that video went semi-viral i guess within the church music world
0: well, but i the thing was I'd seen that video before I even knew who you were, so and i don't I'm not in the no, no yes, I'm serious, like the drum heads or something posted it like years ago, and i I'd seen I, that on Instagram
1: I don't even i just I had no clue the guy who's now like our keys player, he was our music pastor's son he he's the guy who took that video. I had no clue he even took it, and he just shared it on his personal just shared it on his personal little page that he had, like, a few hundred followers on. And then one of the church pages, somebody DM'd it to one of the church pages, like, uh, I think it was called Shout, Church Shout or something. It had, like, 80,000 followers, and they posted it, and it it blew up from there. I was, like, semi-embarrassed because, like, I was like, I play better than this normal, but I was on... I was on somebody else's kit. It's not my kit, but yeah. Anyways, that blew up. That was kind of surreal. That was probably five years ago.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I you know, I was thinking about what to do on this podcast. And I was like, well, the Steve Smith on "Don't Stop Believing." I was like, it's open-handed, and I mean, he's he plays traditional too, so it's even like, I don't know, trying to switch back and forth, it's, 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 it's pretty tough. But I just, I remember it was open-handed, and I was like, well, wasn't Grace on one of these? So I think that was pretty cool, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I can play it probably 90% correctly just because of you know I looked at it just the other day for the first time. So we have a week. Hopefully, I can get it down. But like you said, no one really cares in terms of the audience. They'll so just be dancing to it. So Grayson, one of the one of the last things we got here. Um, how's how's the flipping game been for you recently? And if you hear a squeaking sound, I'm playing with my Crocs, by the way. So it's a it's a Friday. We got Crocs. It's sunny. Whatever. <laughs> so but grayson how's how's the flipping game been for you
1: flipping has been i i (laughs) was like looking at my numbers the other day for like what i did last year. year i did in profit like somewhere around 20 grand and total revenue like 40 ish so i made a decent amount of money to help pay for my wedding and like all kinds of stuff last year air conditioning that went out car issues whatever and uh this year, my numbers, actually, let me pull up my, I have my sheet up right now. This year, I've only made $2,400 profit. Um, it has been a dead year. No one around here, I think I mentioned this in probably like four or five episodes ago. No one around here is selling anything. So this week, well, no one around here. It's gone from there just being like an abundance of good deals out there, which is what was hitting me last year, to after Christmas, it's been like people selling Walmart kits for 450 bucks. It's been crazy. Nothing good. I've I've bought a few things this year. Like I got a few decent little deals, but honestly a lot of my sales have been crap that was just laying around in my drum room, like old mics and some like drum paintings. The last five or six things I sold off the page. I sold an acrylite recently, um, but outside of that, not much this year, but they're, I'm currently looking at picking up a kit about three hours for me, but I'm heavily debating it just because it's so much money. Um, He originally listed everything for five grand, and he's agreed to 3,700. And the way I've priced it out, I think even conservatively, I could make minimum two grand profit off of it. Conservatively, it's a DW Collectors Royal Ebony five-piece kit with black nickel hardware and then like some symbols and dw hardware um i'm just iffy because it's 3700 bucks and we're you know everybody says we're about to go into a recession and i just don't want to two months before we hit a recession spend four grand and be struggling to get my money back now i mean i think based off of my current numbers the set alone Will, if I can sell that, which I should be able to, it's a uh, 10, 12, 16, 22, 14 by six and a half snare, exotic, you know, DW collectors, exotic, royal ebony, black nickel hardware. I should be able to sell that for, I mean, minimum 3500 If you can find that for $3,500, you are doing really good. Um, you know, so I might get hit a little bit on fees, but. So even if I sold it for thirty five, I should still make eighteen, nineteen hundred bucks profit. But I'm just debating on whether I wanna front load that much. Usually I wanna make twice what I invest. So if I put in two grand I wanna make back four. So I can double my profit roughly. But you know, so now I'm ponying up thirty seven hundred to make back a two or a little bit over. I'm just not a hundred percent sure. So that's the only thing I got going on though. I mean nothing else good around me and it's not i'm not it's not even worth it for me to like for me in my personal situation it's not worth it for me to like uh try and flip stuff from a guitar center I, there are plenty of people who do that and they do okay with it and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that um i'm just not in a situation where it even makes sense for me to just try and make 30 bucks off a cymbal it's not worth my time at this point because it's not my main gig if it was my main thing it would but it's not so flipping game pretty much for me is dead.
0: And that's kind of unfortunate cuz I mean I'm looking at uh Google Finance right now and talking about recession but since January 1, I mean S&P's down 20%, Nasdaq's 30, Dow Jones 15. So it's kind of like yeah, that'd be a good haul, but now you've got a $3500 kit that's just sitting. I don't know. And at the
1: same at the same time, it's one of those like all of the wealthy people have sold off a lot of their stuff. So they yeah. have the money to buy right now. Yep. Recession here. So I'm in, and, and also in this situation, I have a heart. Okay. So like, um, if I did this full time, I would have less of a heart cause it's situational, but, but the people that have this deal, um, um, it's a boyfriend and girlfriend, but they've been together for a while. They have a baby due in less than 10 days. So they're selling it cause they need, uh, one, they need the space, but two, they need money to help fund the fund the baby. Um, I actually found the exact listing that the guy bought it from. He bought it from um, Columbus Percussion, and it was sixty four hundred dollars for just the set, new. Well, I have no doubt that it's a really solid deal, and he's taking quite a bit of loss. I mean, he's probably in seven eight grand, but so I'm not going to push him any further down than thirty seven. Um, not going to do that just you know for the situation he's in i'm not i don't want to take advantage of somebody um Um, originally he had told me he wouldn't take any less than 45 and i said hey man totally understand no worries um you know good luck i'm sure you'll find somebody but then he came back and he was like look i'll i'll take before i knew their situation i had offered him 3700, and uh he said i'll take the 37 that you originally said i just got to get him out of here but then I, you know, then I really started thinking. I'm like, ooh, do I want to spend thirty seven hundred dollars? I don't know. So we'll see what happens. I'm not sure right now.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's just a part of it. Um, unfortunately, but I mean, there's some people that would go in there and offer like, you know, twenty four hundred, and unfortunately, just because of the situation, a lot of times people take it, which is, I mean, good for the buyer. But if it's a situation like that, I, I, I couldn't do it personally.
1: No, it's a bad way to make a name. It's I mean, a really bad honestly, way. Honestly, it's just karma or, or, you know, for people who believe in karma, karma and stuff like that. But, you know, for me, it's it's uh, do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. I I believe that the drummer community is actually, generally, 80% plus, you know, 80-20 rule, 80% plus of the drummer community are really solid dudes. And I would believe that as long as we do things the right, right. way, if we ever got into a situation where I needed to liquidate everything I've got, um, that there's enough good drummers out there that they wouldn't try and beat me up over a situation, they would pay about what the stuff is worth. I do believe that. So I w- I want to be able to do that for other people. Um, so of course, to make money flipping, sometimes you you know you find you don't take advantage of people. You just find the stuff that if someone's listing something locally for three hundred bucks. If you know it's worth a 1000 bucks, you don't beat them up over it. You just hand them their $300 that they originally asked for and go and get the stuff and then you make your money. But I'm not going to beat somebody up um especially situationally cuz I just think that crap comes back to you and it's it's not it's not good vibes. You don't I don't want that kind of stuff on my head, you know.
0: Well, for me personally on the drum hall, um I've earned on the flipping game, whatever you want to call it, I am for the first time in like months I'm actually finding a halfway decent flip and it's uh I mean it's definitely gonna be a four figure profit minimum I, you know well obviously it's not getting a five figure that'd be nuts but um you know it's between probably between thousand fifteen hundred bucks but is, I'm what picking up a, about the other
1: day?
0: yeah we were talking about this one it's a star classic black diamond pearl which has like a little bit of yellowing but it's eight 10 12 14 20. And then it's a DW stainless steel 14 by 4.5. A half. couple 9,000 boom stands, a snare stand, uh, 9,000 series, 5,000 series, two leg hi hats, and a Tama Classic Series pedal and throne, limited edition uh, Tama 910 speed Cobra. It's like a black edition, has gold harvest, which pretty sick. Istanbul exists 22 inch dark dry, Istanbul exists 20 inch crash, Zildjian KA mix. And some Piesty Dimensions and Roots. So I'm picking all that up for a lot less than I will sell it for. Um But it should be should be halfway decent. Yeah, if you're
1: gonna if you're gonna yeah. sell that stuff off the page, don't <laughs> don't tell the numbers.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I wasn't I wasn't gonna do that. But um It's it's back down to Murray's so, or it's kinda by Murray. So it's it's in Benton, Kentucky, but I'm picking that up tomorrow. I've texted with the guy. But it should be fun going back down there. And, you know, I have some friends that live down there. So maybe I'll say hi or whatever and, you know, just hang out. But, you know, with where the economy is going, personally, I would sit and say for just a little bit um, on bigger items because I think people are going to start liquidating at low, low prices here in a couple months. But that might just be me. Who knows? I, I hope that's not the case. But.
1: It's hilarious. What's hilarious about this whole thing is you and I have both been doing flipping for well, I've been doing it for fifteen years. You've been doing it for a few years, and then we've got our buddy Cameron, a little buddy in, in Washington. Bro, this made me who's sick. Been doing, <laughs> who's been doing flipping for six months, and he just brought home like a seven thousand or six thousand dollar haul uh, about a month ago. I was like, how in how how in the world? and you know he's a, he's he's a little bit younger than us too i'm not going to put his age out there but he's a little bit younger than us too and he's again he's he's a solid seller he knows what he's doing for being a guy, for a young guy he's a hustler um in a good way and you know good good shout out to Cameron i would i would buy from him instantly he's a good dude um he's out here finding he's out here cleaning up the west coast i mean northwest coast he's finding these Uh, What what was that kit he got? He got the Australian... The the Tasmanian
0: DW. Yeah,
1: Tasmanian timber. He got a seven-piece, I think it was a seven-piece, Tasmanian kit with a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, where do you find this stuff? Nobody around us. Nobody around... If I get this kit, this will by far be the most expensive kit I've ever picked up in my life. I don't know where people... Like, we don't have... Nobody around us sells stuff like that.
0: No, I mean the Midwest is. I mean, and he's in Seattle. I mean, or Seattle area. There's a lot more stuff just out there, and he's got. I mean, in terms of like hourly wages and whatnot, I know over there they've they've got more. So it's like drums are quote unquote worth less over there. I mean, not really, but just cost of living's a lot higher. So I mean, they've got that, but I have got one last little thing here um so shout out to technovolt his name is greg by the way he's a pretty cool guy but he was asking me he said how do you he said on my kit um i think from just playing the the edges are starting to like wear down a little bit on the on the batter side and i was like okay so i actually had an issue with this on my original kit my uh, my pearl <laughs> roadshow the good old starter And um, what I did is I took a sanding block and I got it like Ace Hardware. I don't know if that's a national thing. Uh, The Hobby Lobby. Let's just say Hobby Lobby. I got a sanding block. And what I did is I just took it in the rivets with that. Like uh, I took it on the 45 and just smoothed it up. And then I took some like probably thousand grit sand vapor on the just on the round over there. And I did that and that smoothed them out. So bearing edges if they're starting to like sink or fade or whatever you can kind of touch them up with sandpaper um just for a cheap easy fix i mean that's like 10 bucks worth of stuff and your kit's good to go for a while but i've really been thinking about this Grayson. i've been thinking about buying a routing table and because um, we have routing bits but you know if something comes up on marketplace i would definitely love to start doing um edge repair because to me, edge repair, or just working on drums has been so much fun. I've been doing a ton of stuff on this Psychedelic Red Kit, which I promise, guys, I'm going to post eventually. There's a buttload of work to do on it, and it's mostly done. I'm just down to the kick drum. So I'm getting that stuff done. But I've had such I've had such a fun time doing all this, and um, I really think that I might start doing some edge repair or something. Just because I listened to um, oh, the guy from Pork Pie. What's his name? Bill Detamore, is that his name? Yeah, I've been listening to... I listened to a podcast with him on there, and uh, he just dropped a load of knowledge, and I was like, man, it sounds like so much fun. So maybe edge repair is coming in the future. I don't know. <laughs> like like hard-cut edge repair, literally. Like the stuff that like Kirsch does, but obviously it would take a while to get to that point. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? So I
1: think, I think it's valuable, for sure. So, like, I, I actually have a drum that I... I had made when I was 19 or 20. There was this lady uh, in Ohio that made, like, custom drums. She doesn't do it anymore, but she was actually really good, like, with the with the paint and stuff like that. Um, she wasn't, a, like, a shell builder, really. I'm pretty sure she just bought her bought Keller shells. But um, she did the drilling and the aesthetics and all that. And so I love the way, like, I, I ended up buying this snare for close to 500 bucks. And it's such an odd snare. It's a six and a half by 13, six lug. Um, it was custom painted, and I had her dye the inside with of the shell, which looks cool. And I, I love the way it looks, but I haven't played it in probably seven years just because I haven't liked the way it sounded. Um, so I was talking to my buddy, um, Eric Wire. Um, uh, shout out drones w-e-i-r um he's one one of the partners so definitely go check him out and he's pretty well known and regarded in the repair community for sure and um got he's done stuff for i I believe it's joe meckler which is one of the gurus of vintage especially like slingerland he's a guru and anyway so So if if eric's getting business from people like him like he, he knows what he's doing and so he um he actually decided like he would he would help me out on this snare um kind of pro bono as long as I would like uh, share it and all that, that. that and of course help him um, push his page and uh, like of course I'm gonna do that because I'm gonna do that anyways he's already a killer he's already a killer builder um, along with you know well, the other partners on the page like I'm thankful I get to work with some really awesome dudes who really know what they're doing and with him he's he's done edges for me on this drum and recut the snare beds and he sent me some sound clips and it's made all the difference. Like I I didn't really understand how much edges really matter until the last year or two. And so I've always heard Kirsch talking about it and I was like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just for studio recording musicians, you know, but no, like on this drum particularly, it's a thinner shell. And I think when she painted it, she, she didn't redo the edges after she painted it. The edges were done before. So I think like it was a little uneven and it just head wasn't seating right. And it's already an odd size. Um, but Eric, you know, why he had showed me one of his six and a half by 13s that he made it sounded incredible. And of course, it's a bit of a different shell. But I'm like, why can't mine sound like that? Why does mine sound like crap? He was like, "Let me work on it for you." So I sent it to him, and he sent me sound clips, and it sounds way better. So I think, dude, um, and I think there's a lot of builders who started out just doing like edges and stuff like that. And I think if you get a routing table and you get a decent enough local business, and one what, what's his name, um, the guy out in California, not Richie, not Ed, uh, Bob with on the edge bob does a lot of edges and stuff like that and he'll make he can make some really crap cheap drums sound pretty good and look pretty good um, and he does a lot of he does edges and he does like he'll make nesting kits i think if you're doing stuff like that there's a market for it there's enough people around here that are in our area within a few hours that are busking that are doing bar gigs that are doing local venues weddings that I think there's enough room for you to make enough money for it. And routing fees what a couple hundred bucks.
0: They're not like five thousand bucks. So I think you could make a decent. Yeah, I've I've been genuinely like seriously thinking about it, but I don't know. I just don't know if I want to make this my full time. You know, because once you get to that point, then you have deadlines and orders. And, but that's a topic for another day. Anyway, thanks guys so much for tuning in to episode ten we just kind of caught back up but we will be we'll hopefully get on a little bit better of a schedule and we'll be releasing you know weekly bi-weekly whatever it is we'll but we'll update you guys we'll keep you in the loop so with all that thank you